Developing Tomorrow's Leaders is a podcast that is all about educating, supporting, and inspiring the next generation of leaders. Your host, Coach T, has over 35 years experience of educating, supporting, inspiring, and enhancing the lives of many young men and women. Coach T taught me how to be mentally strong. So, join Coach T and his village of inspiration. Thank you for tuning in. Today, our guest is a healthcare professional who has 18 years experience educating and instilling confidence in adults and in children. Following her passion to inspire children to be their best selves, she became an author, leadership coach, and co-founder of I Dare You To Be Global Enterprises Incorporated. She continuously strives to develop herself and learn new things such as tap, and swing dancing and her latest endeavor something i'm very excited to hear about which is learning to play the drums which is what i do so i know that's going to be part of the conversation i hope you will all help me welcome elena carr to the show how are you doing today Elena? i'm great how are you thank you so much for having me on oh it's my pleasure to have you as we like i said uh we have uh, met last year and we've actually worked together. So I'm really excited to have you on. And I'm going to jump right into this part about the drums because I'm eager to find out what got you wanting to learn how to play the drums. Was it watching me play last year? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that watching you play, I mean, amazing. You're so talented. Um, It reminded me of what was on my bucket list. And um, I always did music. So I took piano lessons from a young age. And then when I reached high school, I switched to playing the tenor saxophone. And I played all throughout high school. In my very last year of high school, the last three months or so of the last year, our teacher made us switch instruments. And I thought for sure the drums would be the first to go because what's cooler than the drums? Right, right. (laughs) And although I was the last person to pick, I, I was picking some other instrument and my teacher was like, well, no one's on drums. And I was I was flabbergasted. So that's how I managed to um, get a taste of learning the drums. So, you know, played the drums for about three months and had to do our test and everything. And during our test, my teacher was like, okay, hang on a second. Let's try something. So she just threw some combinations at me and I played them and she kept throwing them at me and I just kept playing them. And, And she was like, did you practice these? I'm like, no what like are they hard what (laughs) (laughs) and she's like you seem to have an an affinity or a a natural talent for the drums you should pursue that and so ever since then it's been on my bucket list and you know life gets in the way other things happen and then um it's always been on my one day someday like one day when I live in a house then I can get the drums then I can learn how to play but I live in a condo and (laughs) (laughs) the real estate market where I am in Toronto is quite insane right now. And so that idea of being able to live in a house anytime soon seems to be maybe a little bit further away. And I just decided that enough is enough. You know, it's time to just, just take something off my bucket list. And I discovered, I didn't know about electric drum kits. So I discovered electric drum kits and they don't make noise because you need to wear your headphones or plug them into a speaker so other people right. can hear you play. So I thought, perfect, perfect for a condo. 
So I, you know, did a little research. They weren't that expensive and they fold. So you can, <laughs> they're space saving. They're perfect for condo living. And uh, so I just literally just started. This is my second week. You know, I, I, I know this is not a drum show, but good Lord, we could talk drums like the whole time, right? Um, <laughs> I, so had to, I had to put that in because I knew you would appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I, that's what I said. I, we're like, we're going like five minutes on and I could go forever. But um, but really, I, I appreciate you coming on because what I loved and, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because we have a common interest and a common passion for, you know, developing young people. And we all have different ways of doing it based on our experiences. And really love for you to share, you know, your experiences. What really drew you to, because I know you're all enthralled in this, just as I am from where you guys are and without dare you to be being so um, successful and continuing to grow. Um, Just share with, uh, with us a little bit more about, you know, what really got you to this point. So like my bio says, I'm a healthcare professional. So I spent 18 years. I'm a dental hygienist. So um, I educate kids and adults about their oral health. But a lot of people are afraid of coming to the dentist. I had the pleasure while I was working full time to see most of the kids in the practice I was working at. And I would see them from the time they were about two, two and a half years old. And that's where I learned I had a great affinity with kids. I knew I always loved kids, but that's where I learned that I actually have a way with kids where they feel comfortable with me and they respond to me. And um, I discovered, you know, really what I was doing other than educating them on their oral health, I was really instilling confidence in them about coming to the dentist. So these children that I, that I treated will never be afraid of going to the dentist. And I, that was important because most of the adults I treated that had a phobia or had a fear, it's because they had a bad experience when they were a child. And over the years, I started doing personal development work and, and you know, discovering some things about myself and where I was limiting what I thought I was capable of. And I found that many of the stories that I had about myself, I created when I was a kid. And it translated into me having a lack of self-confidence or self-esteem in certain areas of my life as a result of these stories that ultimately I made up because that's what children do (laughs) when they don't, you know, children don't have the capacity to understand the huge picture of everything that's going on on around them. And so if something happens, most most often they make it, um, they relate it to themselves, right? That must be something having to do with me or how I am or how I acted that caused this, to, this thing to happen. And they created a story. As much as I loved working on children in uh, my career, I wanted to reach more children. I wanted to instill confidence in more children and not just about coming to the dentist. I wanted to have them discover um, a, self, a true self-confidence deep within themselves you know, that they can actually fall in love with themselves um, and know that who they are is great and that they don't need to change to fit in. They don't need to succumb to peer pressure um, and, and, you know, they can walk the path that they want to walk. You know, they have those skills and, um, you know, inside of developing this idea, the, um, the idea for the book, which is I Dare You to Be the change you want to see in the world came to be. It's a very simple illustrated book, but we dare kids to be kind. We dare them to be brave and um, honest and responsible and ultimately to be self-expressed, to be really who they are. 
And those, those characteristics are really life skills. When you look at it, those are really life skills. And those are building blocks of what real self-confidence is made of, you know, self-confidence isn't being told that you're great at everything when you may not be. <laughs> right. Um, Self-confidence actually comes from the knowledge that you have what it takes to be able to handle certain situations you might find yourself in. Right. You have the courage you, to face the fears. You have, you know, the ability to be responsible for yourself, for your school, for your things, for any, you know, activities that you're um, you're involved with for a pet, for your younger siblings, you know, all the many things that we can be responsible for. And then, you know, being honest is also, it's not only just being honest to other people, but it's really being honest with yourself. With yourself, yes. Yes, yes. absolutely. Right? So like, the illustration in the book is uh, a young girl who didn't do well on a test and she, she blames her teacher. Teacher hates me. That's why I got a, a bad mark. But, you know, upon reflection, she's, she's, she, our B, our mascot, the B, dares her to be honest. And upon reflection, she realized she didn't study as hard as she could have, right? So inside of being honest with yourself, you have power. It gives you your power back inside of you have the power to change your outcome, change the outcome. Because in that case, she could study harder the next time. Yeah. Know that she's doing her best. Um, and so we've, you know, what we realize, you know, with what kids are dealing with these days, with all the bullying, the online bullying, there's a lot of lack of confidence. Um, the bullying causes lack of self-esteem in the kids who are bullied. But also if you look at it, those kids who are bullying at the base of it is a lack of self-esteem right. and a self-confidence. So if we can really, you know, get to the source and give these kids uh, the tools that are really life skills, then, you know, it builds them up from a solid foundation to be able to go after any dream that they might have. Well, you know, the part that you just mentioned, I think for me, even in a lot of the things that I've read and, you know, just kind of stand and trying to stay on top of what, you know, how we can help kids be better at this. The bullying part was interesting is what I read a lot mostly about and hear about, at least here, is mm -hmm. all about the kids being bullied, but nobody focuses so much on the bullies, like you just mentioned, getting to the root of why they do it. And that's where I think it, it continues to be a cycle because we're not getting to the root. And exactly. we spend a lot of time on trying to help the kids overcome being bullied, but we don't spend mm -hmm. enough time on eliminating the bully. Exactly. And that is, you know, that is uh, what we wanted to address. Um, so we is my business partner, Audrey, who I'm sure you'll have on as well as a guest. Uh, we, we Do I know her? <laughs> you know her. <laughs> oh, you know what? She's also my sister-in-law. She's yes. your sister-in-law. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I knew that name sounded for me, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, in conversation, we really wanted to be like, what do we want to put in the market that's different, right? There's a lot of focus on anti-bullying, but, you know, what difference is it making really, right? It seems to be getting worse, right? right? The, the issue of bullying. So we looked at it from a different perspective, and that's where the, you know, the idea, the idea of the root cause, attacking the root cause, which is 
self um, uh, lack of self confidence on both on both ends. Yes. Right. And yeah, and it, and it I think it's definitely that's why I say it for me. It's a it's almost like a revelation. You know it, but you got to hear it to really go like, yeah, that's yes. and and, I, and that's what I think you and Audrey are doing is just bringing to light things that we knew. But until you right. really bring it to the forefront, then it, it just, it's just conversation, just conversation, conversation, yes. right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because um, it seems like common sense, right? Yeah, it does. You would think, <laughs> but, but like I said, you know, when you said the part about focusing on the bullies, I'm like, yeah, because we're all so compassionate, so uh, sympathetic to those that are being bullied that we don't take into account. You know what? We got to put the focus over here just as much on this side Absolutely. because yeah, because there's a different there's a definite reason why those children are bullying right yes. they feel that it's something that they need to do or and you know a lot of it is learned behavior as well just like the 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 children who are bullied the the bullies have a lot going on yeah. that you know really should be addressed as well i guess to say that a majority of the bullies when you talk about, you know, it's what's going on with them, you know, it's what they're not getting. And then they lash out because, because it makes mm-hmm. them feel good, you know, feel good about themselves. Right. Hey, I have power. That means yes. they don't have power somewhere else. Going back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, having the ability and the power to make decisions for yourselves. They're not in a position to make those, to have that power. So yes. let me have power over somebody else. Exactly. And that's one of the other things part of I Dare to Be where we are looking at like the whole child education. So not just the child, but also having programs for the teachers and having programs for the parents and guardians. Because, you know, in schools, our, their kids are only with the, like in schools for a certain amount of time. And then they go back home and they go back out into their families and their communities. And so if the information is not being reinforced outside of school, outside of the learning environment, it's going to, uh, it's diff- It's more difficult to really yes. instill those, those character traits and those values I think, into the children. You know, what you just described is another reason I wanted to have you on too, because my program, which is ironically Sea of Success, you know what it's built on? Educating, supporting, and inspiring educating the kids, inspiring the kids, but supporting teachers and parents so that they have, you know, that support system because we want them to be successful. We want them to have great relationships with their kids. We want the teachers to have a great learning experience, teaching experience with the kids, mm-hmm. because I know if they have a great relationship with a teacher, guess what? They're going to they're be willing to learn more. They're willing to learn Absolutely. more then they're going to push themselves to be better. And if parents know that they have programs like yours and like mine that are geared to be support systems for them, then, you know, obviously they're going to be like, well, yeah, this is what it will make my parenting job easier because now I have a reinforced system in place to help me. Yeah, absolutely. I think it comes back to that old adage of it takes a village and, uh, you know, in, in, our society, the Western society, we seem to have veered away from that. Um, but really, it takes many people uh, to to raise a child. It does. It does. And uh, I think when I do, a lot of people ask me about, well, you know, how do you, how, do you use the same thing when you're raising your kids? I'm like, well, I don't have kids. They're like, what? Mm-hmm. I say, yeah, you don't have to have kids to love kids. 
And it's, I look at it as a blessing in disguise because it gives me ability, the opportunity to impact more kids than I would have otherwise. I think that that's important too. And I, your point is very well taken that it does take a village and yeah. you actually become a part of my village just by being on here. Not that you weren't before, but officially you're a part of it. And I call it my village of inspiration because that's what it's about. It's getting enough people together that have a great vision, purpose, and calling to develop tomorrow's leaders. And I think we, what you and Audrey do with I Dare You Be is perfect um, for that. Now, would you mind sharing a little bit of, you know, because this is really how you and I met was the virtual aspects of what uh, I Dare You To Be does, because I was really impressed with that and I was able to be a part of it last summer. If you yes. can share a little bit of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, with the pandemic, like with most people, we had to pivot. Um, originally, our ideas or our programs were to be delivered uh, in person in classrooms. Um, and then with the with the lockdowns and all the changes to to uh, education throughout the pandemic, we had to move with the times. And so we um, decided to create our program, which is the summer camp program and completely online virtual. And um, so it was, well, last year was a month. This year, it's going to be two months um, because there was demand for, <laughs> for more. <laughs> wow. There was demand for more. So we're going to oblige. Um, and Monday to Friday, nine, nine to four. And it was, uh, we have a, a, a team of facilitators that, um, that deliver programming to, to our, to our campers, um, anything, everything from physical activity, arts and crafts, poetry writing. Um, and, uh, I did a baking session with them. Uh, we have a chef that does cooking sessions with them and all of it is within the frame of, um, the umbrella of kindness. So, uh, and there's many things that we feel go underneath that umbrella of kindness, but uh, we talk about emotions. So have letting kids, um, giving kids tools to develop their emotions and, and to be able to label their emotions and recognize their emotions and recognize them in other people. Um, you know, being kind to yourself involves, you know, giving your body the exercise it needs in nourishing it with healthy, healthy meals, um, learning about other cultures. That's one of the things with our cooking shows, um, chef MG last year did meals from different cultures. We have, uh, yeah, poetry writing. So our spoken word and it's all around developing their confidence. So we have sky who's an amazing, um, caricature artist and she taught them how to develop their own super superhero and, and and create themselves as a superhero um last year was the second year we did a pilot in 2020 and um surprisingly enough it was so well received we weren't sure of course when you do a pilot you never know mm -hmm. um and you know we weren't sure after the you know last year with all the online learning where the kids going to be burned out. Um, but there was still a great demand for it. And our chill, our campers are from age of six to 12 and they're all on the sessions together because each group, each age group just gets something different out of, you know, each, each, um, 
session, regardless of, you know, their age, they're so engaged, you know, they never wanted to leave. <laughs> yes, I'm right. sure you remember just tons of questions. They never wanted to leave once the session was, was over. And I think that is uh, a testament to um, our facilitators and how they interact with the campers and um, you know, how they make the campers feel. Every, every question, every voice is valued um, and is important. And, and you know, they're encouraged to ask their questions. They're encouraged to share. Um, on our musical sessions, we had campers say, I know how to play the guitar, let me play it for you okay, great. You know, here's yeah. your moment, play us your guitar, you know? So, you know, our facilitators really ebb and flow with the campers um, and let them be self-expressed and show them that it's okay to be self-expressed. Really, it was through the tools that we already have, Zoom, like we're using right now, um, and just being able to set it up. We had an IT, you know, we have an IT a professional who, you know, managed, managed the initial setup for us, but now it's, you know, it's, it's very, it was actually very simple. <laughs> really. <laughs> it was a lot simpler than we thought it was we going, thought to, it was be. going to be. Yeah. yeah. And, and why are you describing? I think I appreciate you share, you know, all the different countries where kids are participating from, because I was amazed at how many, because, you know, I didn't know what to expect. But they're kids right. from everywhere and they yeah. were so engaged, which I, I, like you said, they didn't want to get off the calls. And um, I mean, they, I think they really appreciated meeting new people and finding out about the facilitators. I think that's the one thing that I really uh, took away from it from my perspective. Yeah. And we had such great feedback from the parents and, um, you know, that it made such a difference for, uh, for, for them and, and for the campers. And they were amazed at how, uh, how engaged the kids were. Um, we had one parent who told us that in a year of online learning, she never heard her, her child answer or ask one question to her teacher in her classroom. And she, she's like asking questions nonstop to us during summer camp. So she was, uh, you know, she was grateful um, that, you know, we were able to bring her daughter out of her shell um, and have her engaged and excited. And she, you know, her comment was, you know, why couldn't school be this engaging? Right. <laughs> and it's, you know, a few things, I think there's a few things we're, we're teaching them really fun and in fun ways, you know, it's really engaging and fun topics. Um, and they're learning things that they don't, you know, it's fun for them. So they don't really know that they're learning something like Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Does that make oh, sense? <laughs> no. 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 It was funny. That's it's like what self, I self learning. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's the the the, uh, the art that we have. I think the talent that we have is to be able to do that without them knowing, but then they get more out of it than we ever imagined, just because of the approach and the delivery in which we do it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that, that was a great experience, and and uh, just to see the kids that excited and. I remember one girl was in, I think she was doodling with something. And then we got started and she stopped what she was doing and jumped right in like, oh yeah, I want to do this. And our body yeah. movement uh, sessions turned into dancing uh, sessions by yes. the end, if you recall. Your wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wiggle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are, those are uh, a great, there's a great program and I applaud you and Audrey for being so creative with that because in times like this, we have to be. And to know that the, the feedback has been so great, you're able to extend it, that's even better. So that's proof that it works as well. Well, we're actually running close on time. So I have a couple of things I wanted to ask you before we kind of really get your contacts up. And, and really that's um, 
who's the most influential person in your life and why? That was a tough question. Um, but ultimately I chose my father. Um, and, um, mainly because I think he was my biggest teacher of, of tapping into compassion and empathy. Um, he and I had a, a contentious relationship growing up. We weren't always, we, we butted heads. We were very similar. So we butted heads quite a lot. You know, I, I realized through my journey, a lot of my instances or experiences where I created some story about myself usually happened, you know, with my father, <laughs> not to blame him. Like there's no blame there. Um, but without having him as my father, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. And, you know, he's since passed. Um, and, but over the years since he's passed, I've really just delved into our relationship and delved into like his mindset. Like what was going through his mind while I was growing up? What were his fears? What were his concerns about me? And, you know, and the way he chose to express those concerns, he did the best that he could with, you know, the knowledge and the, the aptitude that he had being able to see that being able to look, look, find that shift in myself and looking at my dad and, and really appreciating who he was and who he was for me. I think he's the most influential person because um, he was a musician. So I, I, I get, I think I get my creativity from my dad. I certainly get my sense of humor and my laugh from my dad. I get my, my drive for excellence from my dad. And um, yeah. And he taught me compassion, you yeah. know, compassion for others. Yeah. And yeah, myself. And every, like, just <laughs> like, once you open that box of compassion, it's like, it just overflows on everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just described a lot that's happened with me and, and I, I love hearing you say it because it's about connecting dots. And, you know, it's like you said, since he's passed, you've had kind of connected some dots by going back and thinking about those things. And, and you, that's where you're able to, you know, to provide that answer. And I ask each guest that question. And, and, and for some people, it's a thought provoking question because they have to reflect back on all the people that have been in their lives. And but there's, mm -hmm. typically there's always that one person that rises to the top and then there's a good reason. And you just described exactly why it's your father and, and rightfully so. But I'm going to share, um, if you want to get in touch with Alana, I definitely would encourage you to check out adareyoutobe.com. Um, and her email address is alana.car13 at gmail. And the business, I Dare You To Be Global Enterprises Incorporated. She's also available on Instagram and Twitter at I Dare You To Be. And um, you both have one there for the company. And then also yours is alana.car yeah. underscore on Instagram. And Ms. M-I-Z-Z Alana.car on Twitter. And of course, available on Facebook, I Dare You Be and Alana Carr. Well, Alana, I really appreciate you coming on. This has been a great conversation. We could have talked longer, obviously. And who knows, may have you come back on. We could talk about some other things and get updated some kind of where I Dare You To Be is going, where it's going, because I know it's going to keep growing. Thank you. I'd love to. I'd love to come back. I had such a great time. Get back there and practice some drums because you know what we should do? We should have to do like a duo for summer. That oh would gosh. be great acoustic and like, <laughs> oh my God. You, hey, you're going to need a big speaker. 
to play over me. Right? <laughs> I'm really going to have to practice to make that one happen. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It'll be fun, though. But yeah, I want you to send me a clip. I want to I want to go watch you play those things so I can hear them all the 10 different settings that it has. But, uh, all right. but thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And always, I'm Coach T. I'm here to educate, support, and inspire the next generation of leaders. Until our next show, take care. Get your copy of Coach T's Sea of Success Guide to Preteen and Teen Success on his website, CoachT'sCorner.com. Tune in to watch Coach T's Corner television miniseries on Raven International Broadcast Media, which is available on Amazon Fire, Roku, Internet Radio, and Podcast. Remember, Coach T is here to educate, motivate, and support.